Two Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe and as always my brother, Coach Tony is here. Tony. What's going on, Joe? What's going on everybody out there in Two Brothers, One Mike land? Uh, I think an important show today. Every show is important, but uh, I think this is one that a lot of people ask about, Joe. Uh, and I don't know, uh, I, I guess if they've ever gotten any answers from other professional trainers, from dietitians, from nutritionists, uh, doctors, uh, whoever they may be, um, uh, inquiring information from, uh, just want to see if we can match up with what else they have heard in the past and, uh, and, and see if we can, uh, do some, do some good today, help, help some people out when it comes to weight maintenance, right? Um, not we we've we've talked about a few things we've talked about um losing weight we've talked about that on several shows we haven't really gotten into gaining weight right um that's a different show uh but we haven't really got into that concept yet uh but but maintaining weight is something that i think is the most stressful uh and we'll talk about why uh here um coming up but uh right now joe when, when it comes to weight maintenance okay Well, let me ask you this question. Let me just ask you this question. I'll probably ask it to you more than once in this show. But you you lost how much weight uh, when it came to uh, your journey? Uh, You know, I I always get the numbers a little bit. It was over 50 pounds. It was over 50 pounds. Yeah. Would you now and you may not you may not agree with me. You may not. But but I'm curious. Would you say it was more stressful losing the weight, losing the we'll just go with 50 pounds? Or is it has it become a stressor at times trying to figure out how to maintain your new found weight? Which one would you say is more stressful? Oh, it was definitely maintenance. Losing it was was you know that that's what like that was the whole goal. As you were getting the compliments, people were like, "Wow, you're losing weight. You're getting on the scale. You're doing all the things yeah. that people do to see the, uh, those those end results." That was the fun part. I mean, dare I say it? I know people are like, "Oh God, I, I can't eat," and you know all the. Uh, uh, all the skepticism that comes out when 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 you talk about dieting and and eating yes. right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the point is um, uh, that was actually the fun part because I was getting all the compliments, I was reaching goals, and that was it. But when your goal is to maintain, it's like, do I do I eat more? Do I eat less? Do I work out more? Do I work out less? I mean, there's just so many different variables that it yeah, it's definitely a little bit more stressful than just losing the weight. It is. It is. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to handle that today uh, on this particular show. But but something always strikes me when we talk about weight maintenance or, or sometimes when we talk about losing weight, my 80s nostalgia kicks in, Joe. It just kicks in and, and immediately takes me to a to a 1980s movie, Vision Quest. Did you ever see Vision Quest? I, I think I've asked you this question in the past. Have you ever seen Vision Quest? Yes, I have. I was the wrestler, correct? Correct. Yes. Absolutely correct. A hundred percent. And the gentleman who plays the wrestler, you know, very well uh, Mm -hmm. as an actor today, Mr. Matthew Modine. And the reason why you know him so well is because he is one of the stars in Stranger Things, uh, which is a Netflix show, ladies and gentlemen, that Joe for months was telling me you have to watch this series. And I, I just I couldn't understand why because there was a lot of sci-fi and I'm not a big sci-fi guy and 
I was like, why does he want me to watch this so bad? He's constantly telling me, what are you waiting for? And don't you know, all the, everybody out there who watches this knows exactly why Coach Tony now loves it. And it's one of his favorite shows. Mm-hmm. That's because of all the 80s nostalgia in the show. Love the kids. I love how they tie in the 80s nostalgia because obviously the scene is set back then, right? And yep. Matthew Modine is so much older now, uh, but plays a terrific part uh, in, in that in that if you're not watching Stranger Things and you're an 80s kid, what's wrong with you? Ladies I, I got to tell you, you're you're and I know that you're not to the end of it yet. You're in for a lot of a lot of. No, 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 no. I'm in. I'm, I'm done. You, you think I didn't binge that thing? Yeah, that, I'm done. You saw the 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 this this season's finale is the hour and a half and the two I hours. Saw, oh, what's that all about, by the way? But yes, I did. Uh, oh, I broke good. it down. In, I broke it down into segments. I think I think the final episode I watched probably three segments before I got to the end because it was literally a movie. Um, but uh, fantastic writing and, and, and I love the acting and there's some eighties actors in there. Winona Ryder um, yeah. is in there, you know, as well as Matthew Modine. Yeah. And I think the kids Paul, are fantastic. Paul Reiser. And actually uh, the gentleman who plays Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I told, as well. I told you you were going to see another guy from the eighties. Yeah. This season. There, there yeah. is Robert. Ingram. Yeah. Robert Ingram. So, I mean, I thought it, I think, I think the kids are fantastic. Like I think I've said that 10 times already, but uh, great writing. And uh, I can't wait for the next season, which I think it's going to be a while. Now, um, now all I have to do is figure out a way to come up with some, something eighties related with game of Thrones and finally get you on board with that too. But. I mean, you, you've been trying forever, <laughs> but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Shame, but, shame. But, yeah, and for listen. my fellow GOT, GOT oh, fans, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Shame. Go ahead. <laughs> that's a different show because then I wanted to, th- I wanted to throw something else in there about that, but we got to, let's get on, let's get on track here. Let's do that. Uh, let's do that. <laughs> uh, because Matthew Modine came up and then we went from yeah, Vision yeah, Quest yeah. to, to uh, stranger things as we are in our eighties nostalgia moment here uh, on two brothers, one Mike, but, but Matthew Modine in that movie and vision quest, the reason why I think about him and I think about that movie when we're talking about losing weight and maintaining weight is he played a wrestler, a high school wrestler. Mm-hmm. And the scene that always pops in my head is the scene where he's getting ready to weigh in and he has to weigh a certain weight in order to wrestle his crosstown rival, Shoot. Right. That right. was the young man's name. And I can't remember if it was for the district title or if it was for a conference title, mm-hmm. but he's been wanting to get to this certain weight so he can wrestle this guy because this guy is his nemesis. And uh, he gets on the scale. And at that point, I think he's almost a pound overweight. Not and even. It's, it's like ounces. Ounces over. I can't yeah. remember what it was. And and his whole team's around him. His coach is there. Even Shoot is there, his nemesis. And they're at the weigh-in. And so he, he's ounces over, and he looks at the guy who's, on the, who's weighing him, and he jumps off the scale, and he takes off his shoes. Then he takes his pants off, and then he just says, what the heck, why not? He takes his underwear off. Now he's naked. And so his buddy, his buddy is whispering in his ear, uh, think light, think light, think light. And so, you know, he gets on the scale and sure enough, he hits the exact weight he needs to hit in order to fight shoot. And everybody remembers that movie. Well, uh, the great scene with red rider playing lunatic friends in the background, he's jumping rope. He's getting ready. Uh, he's stretching. He's doing his wrestling moves. He runs out there. He wrestles shoot wins the, the title and, He's carried off into the sunset, and that was a great movie. But every time I hear about weight maintenance and I hear about losing weight, 
that's immediately what I think about. And there's a lot of other reasons why, too. It's because of what those wrestlers go through and some of the ridiculously unhealthy things they have them doing to lose a couple pounds in order to make weight when they wrestle, um, you know, and things of that nature. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But before we get into this concept today when it comes to weight maintenance, let's hear from our sponsor, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Abs in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato basil, Baja citrus fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course. It's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, Joe, uh, something I think you want to say. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of funny when you say that about, you know, uh, uh, Vision Quest. I never knew the name of the movie. I never, I just knew that I saw it at one point. I remember him doing the pegboard, going up the peg, uh, like he's doing pull ups, but he's using yes. the pegs to go and he makes it to the top and it's a big hoorah moment. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's exactly, it is the scene that played through my head and I never knew what it was from the actual movie, what it was from. But the yeah. scene that plays through my head every other week or so when I jump on the scale and I get, Completely. I'm buck naked yeah. in the in, in the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I you know, it's the only way you're going to get a consistent weight. And yeah. every time I get in there and I start to strip down, I'm like, wow, this is just like that. You know, it just plays through my head. So it's well, you, funny you, that you even brought that up this week. You might, you, you should ask Cindy. Cindy's his wife, by the way, folks. So I should probably put that in there. She should stand there on the side telling you, think light. Think light. Think that would be kind of odd. Well, actually, well, now that would have yeah. been, you know, Joe from a couple of years ago. Now I don't need to think light. I'm trying to think, you know, ma- maintain, maintenance. right? Maintenance. Exactly. Maintenance. <laughs> and, and we've, you know, like I've said, um, we've talked about the concept of fat loss, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and concentrating on fat loss, not other ways that we lose weight. And this kind of ties into what I was talking about, you know, in our first segment there about wrestlers, when they do certain things to lose water weight in order to make weight, uh, to wrestle whoever they're going to wrestle. And that's the, the water weight that they want to lose. So they put trash bags on and they run mm-hmm. with trash bags in, in um, 85 degree heat or whatever it may be. Uh, and so it, things like that, uh, not very healthy for us. When we talk about losing weight, we like to talk about the concept of fat loss concentration. And we've talked about so many different ways to do that, Joe. We've talked about intermittent fasting. We've talked about uh, the ketogenic diet. We've talked about the carnivore We've talked about combining certain things. We've talked we talked slightly about um, eating in moderation, and that's something that we're going to really start getting into a little bit more. And there's so many other ways when we talk about concentrating on fat loss um, that we're going to continue on with. And like I said, when it comes to the concept of gaining weight, I don't think a lot of people realize, and we touched on this as well in our show when we talked about ectomorphs, um, there are tons of people out there that are trying to gain weight too that feel and then and that sometimes are very unhealthy and too skinny too skinny and 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 we'll talk about that in the show uh coming up here on two brothers one mike in the very near future 
because it's important to understand the other side of the spectrum. You know what I mean, Joe? And and you and I were there when we were younger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. And so that's something that we definitely have to have to touch on from the other side of the spectrum when you're trying to actually gain weight. Uh, again, though, you know, today's show is about weight maintenance. Um, I did do one thing. I, I went to uh, I found an article on uh, Livestrong.com. Uh, it was an article based in 2021, and I just wanted to see something. I wanted to see how many people actually are practicing the two things that we're not talking about today. And the first one is how many people are actually practicing losing weight? And I found something very interesting. Literally globally, and we know there are billions of people on this planet, okay? Billions of people, and I don't know the exact number. I really don't. It might be 7 billion. Um, I, and, and I, I may be ignorant in that, but I, um, that's what I'm thinking. The last number I heard was somewhere in that range. But out of those billions of people, two out of five are trying to lose weight. So that's what? 40%. 40% of the people that live on this earth are trying to lose weight somehow, some way. Uh, you know, so you say you lost 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. How, how did you go about doing that? What would you say some of the things were that you did? When I started out, it was just eating healthier, making better decisions. Yeah, uh, I totally was was doing the calorie the calorie counting thing, which I, I still do to this day. Just uh, at that point, when you're trying to lose, of course, you're you're a little bit more strict with your numbers. Um, mm-hmm. And I I exercised. You know, I just I uh, study exercise five days a week, um, and that was pretty much it. And as I started to catch the bug and and lose the weight, it just it kind of progressed from there. Uh, yeah. That was pretty much it. Eating, eating sensibly and, and, and exercising. And that's what people do to lose weight. They, they try to eat sensibly. They try to find a, a nutritional lifestyle that, that fits them. The exercising is, is, is key. It's not the most important part, but it's definitely key in your weight loss journey. And then people also do what they try the fads, yeah. you know, the belt that's going to make you lose weight. We talked about this right. uh, in another show, things of that nature, wearing trash bags and thinking you're losing body fat when you're just losing Water weight, uh, yeah, yeah, and things of that nature. So, so we did understand that. Here's what I didn't find, and it's not like I spent hours looking, but I did spend a little bit of time. I didn't find any numbers in terms of how many people out there are actually trying to gain weight. It doesn't seem like it's it's um, something of importance, so to speak, uh, in the world of health and nutrition. I, I I think I think it's very important, and we'll talk about that in that show. But uh, it wasn't something that I found. It was easy to find what we just talked about in terms of the 40%. It was not easy to find the numbers when it comes to people that are actually trying to gain weight out there. But no. nonetheless – Well, oh, you know, I, I, think, I think one of the problems there is, is it, you know, people trying to lose weight, they feel that that's the healthy thing. When people trying to gain weight, it's like, well, who's trying to do that? Well, mm-hmm. we're, we're missing that key word. Or keywords, uh, getting it in a healthy way, right? Um, even when, when like I, you know, I've told you there was times where I was down to one eighty one, one eighty two, and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to put some extra weight on, but I mean, I know how to do that. That's not hard, but I want to mm-hmm. do it, you know, eating healthy foods. And that's a, that brings it to a whole other level. So, I mean, there's probably not there, there's people not reporting doing. You know what I'm saying? There's there's right. so many more that are like, well, I want to get healthy and get in shape, and they're it's easier to complain than it is to kind of. You know what I mean? Well, and, and we're going to talk – you're talking more about behavioral and emotional sure. eating and sure. things of that nature, sure. which play a huge role in today's in today's show. Wow. Um, because, I mean, what we're talking about really is, is a concept um, uh, metabolic set point. Uh-huh. And so some people may ask that question, well, what is that? What is your metabolic set point? And 
it's basically every adult has this. Okay. I would say as a teenager, uh, you know, as an adolescent or even, and even younger, um, it's not really established as of, as of yet, but when you get into your adult years, the metabolic set point is basically it's, it's a weight that your body is comfortable with being. And, uh, it fluctuates back and forth, maybe, you know, five to 10 pounds either way. And you basically are in this particular realm. Okay. So let's say your metabolic set point, Joe is 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. Your body will find that set point as you get older and it will fluctuate maybe between 170 and 190, but never really get out of that 180. It'll fight to get back to that 180 with everything it has, because in your body's mind, based on your genetic makeup, based on your DNA, that is the perfect weight for Joe to be at in order to function at its highest level. Okay, right. and, and yeah. I, I think what's key here is is is, is I think uh, the idea that this is what our body is comfortable with, not 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 our brain. You know, no, because I, I, a lot of people be like, well, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Not you, right. in, in our body, yeah, in the way that it functions. Your body fights you your whole life, and it doesn't want to fight you. It's it's geared to fight you because your body is a protector. Uh, your body doesn't think you know anything. And when your body your body wants to gain weight because your body feels that, what if he can't find food? What if she can't find food? Then what are we going to do? We need to have that extra energy storage in order for our 11 systems to be able to operate for as long as we can until we can find more food. And you can sit down with your body and talk all day, but there's different ways you have to – everybody knows. It's what we call. It's the journey. It's how you take over your body, and it takes a lot when it comes to your mind. When we're talking about the concept of weight maintenance, uh, Joe, I'd say, you know, it, there's so much there's so much you can talk about. But today we're going to try and keep it around two things, two concepts. Sorry for the interruption, folks. We just wanted to let you know real quick, there is going to be another episode on maintaining weight, which is going to give you other options besides just the two mentioned today that may or may not be a little bit more suitable to your lifestyle. Let's get back to it. The first one and... This may be the most important one, and you were talking earlier, and I said we're going to actually get to this, uh, and that's when we talk about habits and behavior. Right. Uh, you know, sustaining it does what? Sustaining your weight, maintaining your weight stresses you out, and so this is where we talk about um, habitual behavior, uh, being able to adjust our bodies and our minds to thinking about lifestyle changes and try to lessen the stress as much as we can. Now, Joe, we've done several shows in the beginning of Two Brothers, One Mike, meaning not just not just the beginning of this show, but in the very beginning of our existence as a podcast. Right. And I believe one of them was making plans or making excuses, mm -hmm. and the other one was being the best you and really – what is that concept all about? The best you actually was the title of the show. And, and we talk about habit forming. We talked about that 21 days, right? And I believe it was Dr. Lolly and Dr. Maltz, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, talked about these concepts where how long does it actually take to form habits that are sustainable? Because that's the biggest problem everybody has is sustaining this type of lifestyle without being so stressed out because the stress factor 
is where we start getting into that that um, that uh, fight or flight, right? Sure. Uh, where it's getting too hard. I'm done. I'm out of here, and we lose our motivation. We lose our determination. Yeah, that's that's one of the things when people ask me, well, does this work or does that work? And it's like, listen, it just depends on whether or not it's a good fit for you. Because again, it's all about sustainability. If you know that that if you can't do it, um, you know, on a regular basis because you know you're just life is always in the way or it's too hard for you to adjust, well, then obviously that's not something that's going to work well for you. I mean, you have to do it for it to work. Everything right. works, but you have to be able to do it. And if you can't, it's not sustainable. Easy enough. Right. No, and, and, and so it's not. And so let me, and I'm going to use you as an example with your journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and folks, we've said this before, and if you haven't listened to all the shows you made, you either, well, you may not remember because, wow, we're like in, where are we now, Joe? We're in episode uh, three of this season. Did I actually miss saying that today? I, um, I think this is episode, episode four, actually. It's episode, episode four of season four. Yeah. So some 60 plus seasons, uh, 60 plus seasons. Don't we hope? Yeah. One day. Don't, don't we hope we'll be like in our seventies at that point. But, um, so, so we've said this before, we were actually going to call this show the average Joe. And the reason why is because, well, as you know, my co-host's name is Joe. And the concept was to get people to understand that. Yes, I have the background as a, as a fitness trainer, uh, but Joe is a guy who just studied it, asked me questions, reviewed other professionals, uh, their concepts, their ideas, and then studied it some more, got his own information, and followed his own journey, putting together the plan that works for him. So that's why we wanted to call the show The Average Joe. But if I'm not mistaken, in the very beginning, there was, there was too many people that had that name. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a pretty, yeah. it was a pretty common. Th- I mean, it's a pretty common saying, so you know. Yeah, but but so so that's why I want to use Joe as an example because anybody who uses the excuse, well, it's easy for you to talk about because you have the background, you have the certifications, you have the knowledge. Joe does not have any of that. This was based on well, you're his brother. Ah, uh-uh. Joe asks me questions, I give Joe answers, and then Joe goes and researches everything. And Joe does not follow exactly the way. Coach Tony tells him to do it. Joe does what I say. Joe does what he's learned from other things, other journals he reads, other things, the other information he has found. And then basically Joe just basically goes to his doctors. He gets a tune-up, right? Blood mm-hmm. sugar check, your blood levels, your blood pressure, yeah. things of that nature. And he says, okay, this is working. And I'm just going to go ahead and continue to sustain that while it's working. And, and so the, the, the bottom line is this. When it comes to the emotional, behavioral eating habits, when you're trying to maintain your newfound body that you now have and you're happy with your weight, your doctor's happy with all your results from your checkups, when you're trying to maintain it, folks, this is a concept that I drive home constantly to my athletes and everybody else. You have to win the battle before you win the war. The war really has been won. You're at your new weight. Now you have the little battles. Don't look so far ahead and stress yourself out. What if I gain 10 pounds? What if this happens? What if that happens? This is where you begin to stress yourself out. And this is that fight or flight concept with our para, you know, I don't really want to get into the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. That's that's not what we're trying to do here. But you're you you tend to curl up in a ball and say, I can't do this. Rather than 
being okay with failing in the moment, readjusting some things, trying something different based on things you've read, things you've learned. It's a journey and it's work. But if you get used to it and you form the habit over longer periods of time, as we've talked about in these shows, it actually becomes, I don't want to say easy, but easier. And you could say easy, right, Joe? I mean, it just becomes a habit. It, it's, it's not something that every day you're pounding your head against the wall about. I think and, what happens is it, uh, over time, you eventually, it's like you're shining the light on the boogeyman, right? Yeah. It's like that thing that you were afraid of. All those what ifs come to, they never come to fruition. So it's like, well, <laughs> I, yeah. I was worried for not. And and you come to find out that, yeah, like I said, it's it's just, it's it's not as, as scary of a concept anymore. It's not as, um, you know, it, it erases a lot of doubt. I'd have to say, I know that that was something that I went through at one point and absolutely. Yeah, no, it does. It essentially becomes easier. It, it, it does. It really does folks. I mean, and believe it or not, you're talking the guy that you're actually listening to right now. I also had a journey. Uh, I went up to 209 pounds at five foot eight when I was in college. And I was at, when I started college, I was 178. So I had to really figure out how to get back down to, where I'm comfortable now, which is between 182 and 185, 186. And I've been able to maintain it. And it's not because I have to sit there and bang my head against the wall. It's because I learned how to get here. Uh, and yes, I did have the knowledge to back that up. But again, um, I, we're showing you that Joe is that guy that did not have the knowledge. No, he, it, yeah. You know, well, I was going to say, it's the same thing. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I did the math. I had to actually do the math because my weight has dropped since I was always telling people that I lost 50. I actually yeah. lost 63 pounds. But listen, before I got on the show, I had a scoop, a scoop of chocolate uh, frosting from out of the refrigerator. Uh, earlier in the day, I had a couple extra handfuls of popcorn. I, what I'm trying to say is, you know, you get to a point where it's like, yeah, no, Old Joe would have eaten the whole container of frosting, and, yeah. and then and then went for for you know seconds of donuts and cake, and it was bad. It was real bad. I've broken those habits. I've gotten to that place. So yes, it is easier. Uh, just know that you know there's going to be some. Fun. I know I can't do that every day, and I'm yeah. okay with the fact that I did. It's it's okay. I had a, a spoonful of frosting. I'm I'm going to be okay. Uh, you know, it was sugar free, of course. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, that's all right. Know, yeah, nonetheless, uh, you know. These things happen. And so, you know, again, you get in this place where where it becomes more about maintaining your weight. Um, you know, the, these little things, they don't stress you out as much. No, no. And, and, and that's what we want to say as far as emotions and behaviors are concerned in our first in our first point. And then, I, like I said, we had two concepts we were going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. The second concept is one idea from Coach Tony that I have learned from my colleagues and that I have put in practice and I have put in practice with others that has worked. And it's not the only one. It's not the one that everyone needs to do. It's the one that you can try that you can add to your arsenal to see if it works. And, and before we get deep into it, I want to talk about two things, Joe, I want to talk about the BMR and the RMR, right? Your basal metabolic rate and your resting metabolic rate. Today, we're going to tackle more of the resting metabolic rate. And so some people say, well, wait a minute. We've heard you guys talk about BMR. We've read about BMR. And Joe, as you know as well, BMR is basically how many calories your body is burning, how much energy your body is burning that it needs to burn at a resting state. 
So for order for all 11 of your systems to operate with not any extra energy being put forth by you, that is your BMR. Whereas your RMR, your resting metabolic rate, which is very important when it comes to keeping weight off, it's, it's basically the number of calories you're burning when you're at rest, period. Okay. Uh, give me an example. Um, sleeping. Yeah, I was going to say, how about sleeping, right? How about sleeping, right? Yeah. And so, and so that's, that's the slight difference between the two. And, and people will say, well, how am I supposed to figure out what my RMR is so I know how many calories I'm burning uh, at that particular moment. And so folks, it's really simple. Go on the internet, type in RMR calculator and simply plug in your numbers. It's your height, it's your weight, uh, it's your, it's your age, it's your gender and your RMR will be calculated for you. And then that's the number. Is that the ultimate number I have to do? No, that's the, that's your starting point. That will be your starting point with how many calories you need to maintain on a regular basis in order to maintain your weight. Now, let's say that number is 2,000. Okay, Joe? So you have an understanding that if you're going to eat 2,000 calories a day, 2,000 calories a day, I have a way for people to try to maintain their body weight by using what I call a zigzag method. Now, there are, there are methods out there called zigzag methods that are a little bit different that are introduced by such entities as the International Sports Science Association, which just happens to be where all my certifications are from, and, 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 and ACE and NSCA and, and all of them, okay? But my zigzag method is a little bit different, and it's, it's a concept that, that I have studied from other other trainers and, 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 and people who write journals and that I, that I follow and that I have put into practice myself at times uh, that works fantastic in order for me to maintain my body weight right where it's at. And, and so the zigzag method is simply this. It's, it's literally nothing more than alternating two different lifestyles. One of them is using time-delayed eating. Yes, intermittent fasting. And a keto approach. A ketogenic diet approach. Stay, stay with me, folks. Don't go anywhere. And the second one is, again, time-delayed eating with carbohydrates. Wait a minute. I could eat carbohydrates? I thought that was, the, I thought that was demonic. I thought it was satanic. <laughs> uh, no. Carbohydrates are given this label that – and it's, it's not because carbohydrates are bad. It's because of how we utilize them, what, how, how much of them we eat, Right. And, and so these are the situations where we're trying to avoid that. But in this situation, Joe, with the zigzag method in these two different lifestyles, you alternate both lifestyles back and forth where you do for a certain period of time uh, uh, intermittent fasting along with a ketogenic diet where you're eating proteins and fats. And then you switch over to intermittent fasting with or time-delayed eating. Okay, intermittent meaning not all the time uh, with carbohydrate intake. And you do this every so often, switching back and forth in order to maintain the body weight that you now have that you are comfortable with, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does too. Real quick, I wanted to ask you though. Now, I mean, obviously, it's a zigzag method. I know you just said, I mean, you're saying a time between each of these. So like how much time uh, should you alternate? How much time should you be doing keto before you're getting into intermittent fasting or like, how do you go about doing that? How how do you create the zigzag, if you will? 
Well, is that what, yeah, what, like what are the time periods in between? So I know people that do the zigzag and they do it every two weeks. They switch back. Uh, I think that's a little quick. I think you need to do a little more. But they, but listen, it's working for them. It's working for them. They've been doing it for two, three years now. And then there's people, and this is what I do when I do this. They do it on a monthly basis. So January, they do the keto yeah. along with intermittent fasting. And then come and, February. And then come February, they do an intermittent fasting with carbohydrate intake. And the whole time, now listen to me, the whole time, again, let's say your RMR is, is 2,000 calories. The whole time, folks, either in January or February, no matter which one you're doing in the zigzag, you try to keep your calories around 2,000. There's no lowering your calories because you're taking in carbohydrates in the month of February. That would be very interesting to do, 2,000 calories on keto. Yeah. Uh, simply because keto is obviously going to be, I'll, I'll bet your, your, your good fats, but fats being so calorically dense. Uh, wow. Yeah. That would be, that would be an interesting, uh, an interesting month. I think. Well, are you talking about in terms of it being hard to get to 2000? No, it would be very easy, which, very would, easy. which would equate to a little bit of food. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, not, not no, listen to me though. Listen to me. This is where, this is where, I agree with you on that. And this is where I say in that month where you're doing protein and fats and then intermittent fasting um, uh, on certain days uh, uh, per week, I would, I would also, I would also add in some complex carbohydrates on certain days, especially days when you're working out with weights. Um, And, and, and and that's just me. Uh, people who follow the ketogenic diet religiously are probably yelling right now into the phone. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're talking more of like, well, that's that's not even dirty keto, but but whatever, it is keto esque. Yeah, yeah, but but that is where you maintain your weight. Now, listen, I, I mean, I'm just saying 2,000 calories. Yeah, I'm, I know, I'm, just, I know. I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. Sure, uh, everybody's RMR is going to be somewhat different. Yeah, but 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 what you don't want to do, you, what you don't want to do is you do not want to. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but, but we do, listen, we do have to get enough calories in to maintain our BMR, uh, to, in our RMR, BMR, we have to get enough calories in, in order to maintain that, or we were going to, we were going to crush our metabolism. Anytime you start trying, Joe, if you could remember, we talked about this. If your, if your BMR, let's stay with BMR, Mm -hmm. uh, they're basically the same, very little difference in between the two. But when you're talking about when you're talking about this, if you remember with BMR, if you're trying to constantly eat less calories, so if your BMR is 2,500, so you say I'm going to take in 2,000 calories a day, and at the end of the week that'll be 3,500 calories less than my BMR after seven days, and I'll lose a pound of body fat. What did we talk about before? If you can remember, we talked about the fact that your body is not stupid. It will then say, okay, I see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I understand what she's doing. I'm going to drop our BMR down to 2,000. And now you end, up gaining, weight. You, you end <laughs> up gaining weight. As a matter of fact, your body will trump you and say, I'm even going to drop it down to 1,900. So now they're eating an extra 100 calories and they don't even realize it. And the person sits there and, sits there and says, I'm following this diet religiously and I'm gaining weight. And what's horrible is, is initially you will lose weight. Initially you like, will. Yeah. It's, it's like, but it was working just like a couple of weeks ago. And it, yeah, well, then your body because caught up. 
you're killing your meta- you're killing your metabolism right. and that's and that's the problem you, look listen look at the people ladies and gentlemen in the biggest loser and then they go back 5 years later or 4 years later to check up on them and they've all gained their weight back and then some there's very very few contestants percentage wise that have maintained their weight loss from the biggest loser and it's because of the way they had them lose weight yeah you know what i actually just saw something today i just read an article today a, a, a few of them did they've they've maintained and, they, and they're doing well but almost all of the winners have gained if not their weight back and then some yeah. and most of them within the first within the first few months of being off the show yeah yeah they gained. i mean almost all of the weight, 100 pounds 200 pounds within a couple months right yeah so i mean there's that now, when, when, when you – and I don't mean to change the subject on you, but that's exactly right. So it's not about caloric deficit. It's more about maintaining your calories based on what your, what your BMR is, what your RMR is, and staying with that number regardless of which one you're doing, whether it's uh, time-delayed eating, which by the way should be maybe two, three days a week at the most. Well, how do I know if I do it two days a week or three days a week, and how do I know if I do it – you know, Joe, they have people ask, well, do I do a 16-8? Do I do a 20 and 4? What do you think my answer is to them? Well, it's going to have to be what works best for them. Exactly. Yeah. You I, have I, to. We, we've brought that up in, in the past. If you're going to do, you know, if you're doing any sort of intermittent fasting, you have to go with what works best for you. Some people can only go so many hours, they end up getting migraines and headaches and what have you. Yeah. Well, then you're going way too long. Right. I try to tell people this. Listen, oh, so let's say you're in, in your month where you're doing your – uh, proteins and fats mm-hmm. and intermittent fasting. So uh, that they quote unquote ketogenic diet. Right. Uh, when you're doing this, it's real simple to do it this way. So let's say I'm going to start off where Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'm going to do my ketogenic diet eating plan. And then on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to do a 16 and eight intermittent fasting day. Um, and on that particular day, I'm going to, uh, you know, break my fast with 30% of my uh, body weight and, and protein and, and everything we talk about with intermittent fasting and how it operates, which folks, if you don't know how it operates, we've done shows about that. They're in our archives. You can easily find them. Uh, intermittent fasting 101 is one of them. And we talk all about how to operate through the intermittent fasting cycle, time delayed eating. No, this show is not just about that. But we do condone it because it is good for you. You just have to learn how to do it. It's called intermittent intermittent because you're supposed to do it intermittently. Not every day, not every week, not every month. So hey, the zigzag- You know what, Tony? One, one other – I'm sorry. Before you get into the zigzag, sure. again, real quick. One other point I wanted to, uh, to bring up about um, – you know, we, we mentioned sustainability and how that sets you up for failure. Uh, yeah. earlier here in the show and we go, it becomes full circle right back to the biggest loser, right? These right. people were, were the, the workout regiments and the diets that they were put on were not sustainable and look what's happened. Now they're all, you know, putting the weight right back on and, and well, there it is. You know, that's just the proof is part of the pun in the pudding, but there it is. Yeah. Well, there it is. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to the, uh, the carbs and fasting. So, mm-hmm. so January was, was a basic, a basic dirty keto uh, with intermittent fasting uh, sprinkled in. And now February is uh, carbs and fasting. Um, it's going to be harder to get your calories in, right? Because it's only what? For every gram of carbohydrate, it's only four calories rather than 
the nine, nine for uh, fat. calorie for fat. Right. So it's going to be harder. And the thing about it is when you did the ketogenic diet for that one month and intermittent fasting, your stomach shrinks. So when you're going into when you're going into the month of February, carbohydrates make you feel fuller, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and, and not in a good way. And so it's harder with a smaller stomach in order to take them in. So the one thing that I would suggest, and I've seen this suggested before by other professional trainers, is at the end of the day when you're doing this particular uh, fast or, or this particular eating regimen with carbohydrates, again, just as an example, uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is your carbohydrate uh, day, uh, complex carbohydrates uh, with your, you know, with your protein intake and with your fat intake. Uh, and then, and then you are doing your time delayed eating, your intermittent fasting on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you're doing a 16 and four and 18 and six, whatever is working for you to maintain your body weight. Well, wait, I'm losing too much weight on this 18 and six. Okay. Go 16 and eight. Well, now I'm still losing it. Okay. How many days a week are you doing it? Three. Uh, Joe, what do you think I'm going to say? Two. Two. Okay. Cut it to two now. Uh, so, I mean, it's not, don't make it rocket science because that's where you get stressed out. And then you just give it some time to see if you can get back to that body weight that you're trying to get to. Um, but what I do tell people is keeping this in mind when, when you are doing the carbs and fasting, uh, let's say month. Okay. We, we, we gave an example. We said February, uh, carbs and fasting, and you are trying to equal, you know, your BMR, your RMR, the, the key here. The key here at the end of those days, because it's harder, remember we were talking about this, it's harder to reach that caloric uh, intake in order to equal uh, what you were doing the month before uh, when you were doing the keto and intermittent fasting. In order to do that, end your day with some good fats. You know what I mean? Uh, a handful of walnuts, uh, you know, any, anything where good fats are coming from, olives, olive oil, uh, you know, uh, coconut, uh, avocado, eggs and the day with good fats in order to to reach the caloric intake you need to reach if you were having a hard time doing it because again carbs fill you up faster they're only four calories per one gram and it may be harder than it is on the the ketogenic diet with time delayed eating as opposed to the carbohydrates with time delayed eating so there's that if that makes sense joe or yeah, basically what you're saying is, is regardless of which one you're doing, they both require the same uh, caloric intake, right? Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Um, uh, you want to try and maintain your calories again, because listen, uh, we're we don't want to we don't want to crush our metabolism, and that's what we're doing when we're trying to do a caloric deficit on on a twenty four seven basis, twelve months a year. Eating less than what your BMR is or your RMR is on a regular basis every single day does not cut it. Your body will fight you and your body will adjust accordingly in order to help you to gain weight again because your body thinks it's doing the right thing. So it definitely is something that we do not, we do not want to undergo. When you're trying to maintain your weight, this is but one lifestyle that I know some people do at times, in order to maintain their newly found body weight. Again, with using a ketogenic lifestyle and intermittent fasting for one month and then moving over to a carbohydrate intake, complex carbohydrate intake 
along with intermittent fasting. And, you know, I, some people say, well, that doesn't make any sense with the carbohydrate and the intermittent fasting. You got to remember one thing, okay? And, and Joe, this is something you may know as well. When you're doing intermittent fasting, it kind of cancels out. It kind of cancels out the carbohydrate intake. Intermittent fasting rids the body of all the glucose and the glycogen stores and things of that nature that you, and it doesn't allow you to store that, that body fat uh, that you don't need, right? We've talked about that in so many shows. So that's kind of the cool thing about it. And like Joe said, Joe, what did you do before the show? You had a scoop of uh, chocolate icing, I think it was you said. I, I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, listen, you could have a piece of birthday cake. You can decide on a certain day that you're going to have pizza that day. You can decide your, your body has readjusted its metabolic set point after a certain period of time. Over time, you can readjust your metabolic set point, okay, so that people, people need to understand this. If your metabolic set point was 190 and you are now doing this particular type of lifestyle, over time with support – and patience, you can readjust your metabolic set point to go from 190 to 180 over time, allowing your body to adjust and understand and your body doesn't fight you as much anymore when you're doing these types of lifestyles, these different types of lifestyles of eating. And it's, it's, it's a proven fact that's scientifically proven time and time again. So many different studies out there that I know people don't feel like me sitting here and reading verbatim word for word from 45 to 55 page studies. I know you don't feel like it. I don't feel like reading it. Uh, so, you know, if people want to do that, that's up to them. But it's very important to understand just being in a caloric deficit is not going to allow you to continue to lose weight. It's going to crush your metabolism and help you to gain weight. You want to be where your BMR is. You want to eat that same amount of calories. You want to have intermittent fasting involved in that. You want to eat a lot of proteins and fats for one month and then a a sustainable amount of complex carbohydrates another and keep time delayed eating in the game the whole time. Sometimes maybe three times a week, sometimes two times a week, sometimes 16, eight, sometimes 18, six makes sense, Joe. Perfect sense. And you know, listen, when it comes down to the low calorie thing, how many apps are out there? I, I always tell people about lose it. That's yes. the one that I use. Um, but my fitness pal works, whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, they, they've made it very simple. It's a matter of scanning a barcode. I believe both apps do that. And it, it'll track everything for you. It'll yeah. track all of your fats and your proteins and, uh, uh, and, your, and your carbs. It'll track how many calories you have. In fact, uh, now I don't know about my fitness pal, but I do know that um, Lose It actually will calculate your BMR, uh, tell you what you need for maintenance, tell you what you need to lose a half a pound a week, a pound a week, you know, it or gain. You, it'll, it'll It'll adjust for that. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with, 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 you know, your phone nowadays that helps you with all the numbers. It makes it so much easier than how it was back in the day when you had to pull out a sheet of paper and a pen, a calculator and a scale and uh, go off of the weights of everything. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and this last thing here before we get into next week's show, Um, folks, I'm not saying there's no such thing as a stupid question. There really isn't. But if you've been listening to the show, you will know the answer if your question is, well, I'm bulimic and I'm trying to get away from that type of lifestyle. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find my – is this something that I want to do? Absolutely not. Um, well, I'm anorexic. Is this something I want to do? Absolutely not. And, and we're actually going to do a show about that in, in the future uh, when it comes to those two. Well, I'm hypoglycemic. 
well, I have type 1 or type 2 diabetes. These are all things, Joe, that they should be consulting their what? Endocrinologist, well, specifically there, but your doctor, I mean, at least your favorite doctor. Yes, I mean, before you're going to do anything like this, you have to consult with your doctor, with your specialist, to make sure that you let them know, I want to try this. I found my newfound weight. You like where I'm at. You are enjoying this. You, you like my blood sugar levels. You like where my blood pressure is at. You like where my cholesterol is at. You like where my you, everything I'm, that's going on, you like what I've done. I'm going to try this now to maintain it. Any input that you have, please let me know. You have to, you know, always make sure that you're you're consulting your doctors and your physicians. But but a lifestyle of of intermittent fasting, you know, time delayed eating and 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 and, and a, a ketogenic type of a lifestyle, folks. When you look at me, I won't do the ketogenic diet really. Uh, I do dirty keto at times if I'm doing the zigzag method. I do not do a strict proteins and fats, and that's it. I don't do it. I like carbohydrates, uh, and, and I'm not going to go nuts. Uh, and, and that's what would happen. And what would I do then? I'd fall off the wagon. It would be fight or flight. I would flee. And then I would just gain 25 pounds. So I make sure that I add in co- complex carbohydrates into the, into this equation here. How much? Well, I just keep testing it. How much can I add? How much can I add? I'm still maintaining my weight. What are my blood? What, what's my blood sugar at? What's my cholesterol? It looks good. Okay. Just going to stay with what I'm doing, but it takes patience. It really does. Joe, you know, this, I know this. And just try it out, folks. Try it out. Listen to the show again. Try it out. See where it can take you to. And that's really that's really all I have about about maintaining your body weight for this week. All right. Well, then let's talk about next week. Yes. So next week we're going to talk about you know <laughs> we go through so much over time, and mm-hmm. it, it it's definitely going to have an impact on our perspective in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's probably something that we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, I don't know, Tony. You want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, you know, our outlook on life, you think about, you know, if you think about when you were 15 years old and then now if you are our age, if you're between 48 and 52 years old, your outlook is completely different. Your perspectives on life are are absolutely changing and, and there's so many external and internal factors that play that role, right? And so we're just gonna, we're just gonna have a conversation next week on maybe some of the things that changed our perspective and our outlook on life. And, you know, maybe we're hoping that, that so many of our listeners can relate to this and, 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 and understand where we're coming from. And maybe give them, maybe just maybe give them some perspective on why they may be thinking the thoughts that they're thinking. And, and at times it's a necessity. And at times maybe it's something that's counterproductive in our life. You know what I mean? And we don't really want to go down that road. So that's basically a show of just you and I, you know, we're just having a conversation and, and we're going to talk about that and, Hopefully, it's relatable to to so many of our listeners out there in T-Bomb land. All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you're on Anchor and have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening out there, everybody. We truly are enjoying the listenership to our show, and we are hoping. Listen, if you're enjoying this, we can't ask it enough. Share it with others. Follow the journey. 
Uh, give us give us some feedback. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you would like to hear. Maybe we haven't done a show that you want to hear. By all means, stay with us. Keep on the journey and be the best you. See you next week, everyone.